you know, you can do all those hacks and, and tips and tricks, but it comes down to is is taking that time for yourself, making yourself take that pause and make an informed decision. Yeah. And if you don't take the pause and you make a decision that does not align with the goals that you're trying to achieve, like you need to also take responsibility and ownership for that decision. You have to say, hey, you know what? I'm really not thrilled about the choice that I made today. Next time, I'm going to make a better choice. Enough said. Don't have to beat yourself up. Stop it there. (laughs) End of sentence. (laughs) You don't have to beat yourself up. Be like, oh, shit. Now I had this. So I might as well, you know, let my day go to Mm -hmm. shit. You don't need to do that. Hey there. Welcome to Tater Talks. Two bitches talk fitness. I'm Brooke. And hello, I'm Iris. On this show, we challenge the common understanding of what it means and what it takes to be fit and healthy. We explore all things fitness, nutrition, mindset, and mental health without the fluff and BS. So grab a coffee, get ready to laugh, cry, even learn a thing or two. Let's get into it. Iris, how are you doing today? I'm good. Sun is shining. I got my coffee, got my water, got a cat. I'm good, bro. How are you? I'm doing good. I got a sparkling water here. I've drank too much coffee considering you literally hear heard the soundtrack that I think in my head as I'm like (laughs) searching the internet. That was hilarious. So those of you listening, I was literally looking for something for Iris on the internet and I was scrolling on my phone and I was going done, 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 done out loud. (laughs) And I didn't realize I was doing it out loud until Iris was like, dun, dun, dun. I was like, oh my (laughs) gosh, that is what I do in my head. I can't believe I did that out loud. So that happened. And that's a clear indicator that I am over caffeinated. So I am great over caffeinated. Now I'm switching to water because I apparently need to be cut off. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it happens. It really does. It really does. But that's all right. (laughs) That's all right. So what are we talking about today, Brooke? Today, we are talking about accountability and what accountability is, essentially. And, you know, from a coaching perspective, what a coach's job with accountability is versus what your job is as either a client or a fitness enthusiast or, you know, just kind of what it means to be accountable in general. Mm -hmm. I think right out the gate, one of the misconceptions about accountability is that there's a place for like bullying yourself in it, right? We've talked about this before, you know, being compassionate and not bullying yourself. But I think a lot of people think accountability and they also think that that means that when they do something that doesn't align with their goals or gets them off the track a little bit, they like try to shame themselves for it. Mm -hmm. And that really only sets you farther back. It makes it really hard to like get back into those decisions that orient you towards your goals. Do you, I'm sure you see that in clients, right? They, you know, beat themselves up and. Absolutely. I see two things in clients. One being that they beat themselves up. And two, I don't mean for this to sound harsh, but expecting their coach, AKA me to be their babysitter. And that is different than accountability. Accountability is holding you responsible to something that you say you're going to do. And then holding like holding you accountable when you don't do that. That doesn't mean that you are shaming people. It doesn't mean that you are 
beating yourself up or your coach beating you up. I mean, realistically, if your coach is shaming you or beating you up, you need a new coach. Find a new coach. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's very different. Accountability is very much like taking ownership. It's taking ownership. That's what I was thinking. Owning it. Yeah. It's owning it. Yeah. And acknowledging it, not trying to sweep it under the rug, not trying to like make excuses for yourself about it. Like, for example, I'm in a cut right now and I have been 100% consistent. But if I haven't been, you know, it would be my responsibility to own that fact that I had not been 100% consistent. And in owning it, acknowledge that the results that I'm going to get may not be the ones that I want because I'm not doing the things that are going to cause those results being consistent in a calorie deficit. Absolutely. And I think that a lot of people when they think of accountability, they think of extrinsic accountability. They think of external accountability. This is something that somebody else needs to do for me, for me to reach my goal, which is taking away your own power. That's absolutely taking away your own power. And when you are self-accountable, first of all, if you're self-accountable, you're going to be successful, period. If you are only relying on external sources, to hold you accountable, you're not going to get very far. What are your what are your thoughts on that, Iris? I totally agree. I mean, we talked about this in a recent episode, um, Lane Norton's book, right? You know, the the traits of successful dieters, meaning people who've lost fat and maintained that loss. The big one, one of the biggest ones, is that they were able to hold themselves accountable within themselves, right? They weren't relying on somebody to check in on them, somebody to nag them. They had that within themselves, whether it was naturally there or they built it over time by building habits and like getting really real with themselves. What makes or breaks somebody's success, I think, is whether or not you're able to do that for yourself without relying on anybody else. I completely agree because you can't rely on other people for your individual success. It's not, it's number one, it's not rewarding. And number two, you're the one that this means the most to. If you have a goal, you are the only person that you should be focused on making proud. A lot of people will hire me specifically, not specifically, but a lot of people will hire me and or a coach and think, okay, I need to make them proud. I don't want to disappoint them. But like, you don't, you should make yourself proud. You shouldn't mm-hmm. want to disappoint yourself. And I think that a lot of people, when they hear accountability, that's exactly where their mind goes as another person. When in reality, in order to develop these habits and make this a lifestyle, you have to learn to take ownership of your actions or inactions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay Parker, Lifting Lindsay on Instagram, who we're going to be talking to actually in just a few weeks here. I'm super excited for that. She talks about how there are three versions of you. There's past you, present you, and future you. And they all have something for us, right? Past us, past Iris, past Brooke, can't do anything about that. What's done is done. You know, all the stupid decisions we've made, (laughs) we've made them, they're done. We can learn from that. You know, it's not a waste if we learn from it. Present us, we're really good at saying yes to the things we want in the moment without thinking about like future Brooke, future Iris. What's going to make that person proud? 
What's going to make that person happy? What's going to make that person closer to their goals, you know? And it's a real practice to be able to like pause in the moment, which I think would be an, a good thing to talk about for a second is the power of the pause. You know, when we're, we're in a tizzy, we're in our heads about something, about the scale, about a meal, about whatever. Practicing the pause and thinking about that, we talked about the pillow test as well. You know, when I put my head on the pillow tonight, what am I going to be more proud of? And in the moment, it depends, right? And you have to kind of, again, get real with yourself in the moment and think about like, yeah, you know, maybe the right decision right now is to have that extra slice of pizza. I don't need it. I want it. It's going to make me happy. And that's great. For somebody else, the decision might be, you know what? I don't really need this extra piece of pizza. I want this extra piece of pizza. I just want this hit of endorphins, you know, in the moment when in reality, like, it would be a better decision for me in the moment to put the pizza aside and say, you know what, I can have more tomorrow if I want it. And it just depends on the person in the moment. But thinking ahead, right, we're all really good at saying yes to ourselves, whatever we want in the moment. And that's not always the right decision, right? That's not always the thing that's going to make us proud, get us closer to our goals, help us build resiliency, help us build that self-efficacy that we were talking about not too long ago as well. You know, the belief in ourselves that we can actually do this stuff. So the pause, it's a practice. I like to tell people to become really aware of their surroundings, you know, get out of their head for a minute, literally, and feel their feet on the ground, feel the air in their face. If you can go outside, I like to do that, you know feel the wind in my face, take deep breaths of fresh air and pause, you know, three to five seconds and decide. Because I think a lot of people, we get into the swirl. I described it as a swirl around the holidays. You know, we're going round and round in circles with ourselves, trying to decide what we want to do, trying to like beating ourselves up, trying not to beat ourselves up, you know, just it's this messy swirl of things and you just need to get out of your head for a second. And again, like I said, like maybe in the moment, the answer is for that person to just let loose a little bit, let it go, have that extra piece of pizza, you know, relax, <laughs> enjoy your life. And for somebody else, it's like, you know, I've already had two, I'm good. Or I've had one, I'm good, you know, it satisfied me, let's move on now. Yeah, there's something very powerful in pausing and making an informed decision for yourself. And I love that you pretty much described like a grounding technique, go outside mm -hmm. or, you know, move to a different location, get out of the same room as the pizza and <laughs> feel your feet on the floor, feel, you know, smell the air around you, you know, get, get some sort of way back to yourself for a second and really think, okay, like Iris had said, should I have this extra pizza and relax a little bit? Like it's just a piece of pizza or, hey, you've already had two slices. You don't need a third. It's okay. You can have it tomorrow. I think there's a lot of power in being able to own that decision and that it's being accountable to yourself in your decision making as well. Yeah. Assertive decision making. What I see a lot with coaches, clients is that they will rush to the coach with like every question, which is not a bad thing all around. Of course, the coach is there to guide you, to help you, to answer questions, to teach you so you don't need them forever, right? But there is something to be said, something very powerful about, you know, what we've been saying, owning your decision, like being assertive 
and deciding for yourself without always necessarily running to a coach or running to somebody to ask them, what should I do? What should I do? You know, I see this all the time about the scale. And I know our friend, mutual friend Jordan has talked about this is after a while, he's stopped responding immediately to clients who are in a tizzy about something. Because most of the time, they were able to come back down to earth and figure it out for themselves, which is awesome. Like, that's the whole point, you know? I say good coaches don't want you to hire them forever. They want to teach you things so you can eventually, I call it free range, so you can go be free range and live your life and experiment with things. Be a chicken. Be a chicken. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I mean, there's huge power in that. And I love what you said earlier about you're giving your power away when you're relying on somebody else for all of that, you know? And I think people do that a lot, far too often when it comes to all of this health and fitness stuff. Absolutely. And there's something to be said for the amount of self-efficacy you have to be able to make those decisions. And I do something very similar that Jordan does. Some of it because I'm a busy coach, (laughs) but (laughs) others is, you know, giving your client a little bit of space to make the decision as well. Um, Early on in my career, I would respond like instant as fast as I could. I would respond. And I noticed I was doing a disservice from taking that learning opportunity and that decision away from a client. And that wasn't helpful to them or me because at that point, like I'm just making decisions for them and they're not learning anything. They're not learning anything to take away with them when our time together is over. Because as much as I love every single one of my clients dearly, I don't want them to need me forever. Mm -hmm. That's that's totally like, that's just not what it is. Now, if a client wants to work with me forever, that's great. Whether I've had very long-term clients where, you know, they're working with me because they like the way that I program, you know, and they don't want to program for themselves, but like they still have the tools to be able to do that if they need to. And I think that there's a lot of power in being able to say, you know what, my coach doesn't need to answer every single question. How can I find the answer on my own? How can I troubleshoot things on my own? And because a lot of the times when people reach out and say, what do you think I should do? I'll say, what do you think you should do? Mm -hmm. And then they answer their own question. And it's like, okay, I think that that's a good decision or, hey, you know what? Like that's, that's a great decision. I'd like to add X, Y, Z, depending on what it is, you know, like, So I think that there's a lot of power in being able to guide people, not just tell people. Yeah, I know. Our friend Beth, she she says a coach's job is to tell you where to look, not to tell you what to see. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I like to have people repeat their own question because a lot of times in the question is the answer. You know, like what we got that question on the Q&A a while ago is I, I feel like I need a break. Should I take a break? (laughs) You have your answer right there. If you feel like you need a break, then yeah, you should probably take a break. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of emotion in the questions that I get. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of emotion. And I think when you're able to take a step back and pause that three to five second pause and attempt to remove the emotion out of the question you're going to be able to see your question much more clearly and think, hmm, do I have the tools to be able to answer this on my own? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. There's a lot of power in that. There is. And I think it's worth mentioning too, like the, (laughs) this can sound a little bit woo, but I don't care. The answers, you know, we're talking about, you can find the answer. That's, that's in you. That's not going to Google a million things and like going down that whole rabbit hole of nonsense that we all know the internet is when it comes to health and fitness. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's, it's really, you know, looking at your mind, your thought processes, your desired outcome goals and the actions you're taking to get there. That's where it is, you know? Absolutely. So a lot of the time when you when you already have that answer inside, a lot of times it's not always the answer that you want. And I yeah. think that's the hard part is And that sucks. <laughs> and and I know that and I know this from personal experience. That's that's a lot of it is if, you know, oh hey, you know, like I I just got off of this, you know, really restrictive diet. You know, should I go on another diet? Or I'm having trouble being consistent at this calories. I think if I lower them, I'll be okay. I like that a lot better because that's usually what happens. I get I get that a lot too. That's usually what happens. And what's very interesting about that is I will reframe the question. And mm-hmm. I will say something along the lines of, so if we haven't been at least 80% consistent with the calories slash protein target that you have, do you think it's going to be reasonable to adjust that? Or do you want to continue to work towards consistency? And usually people know, "Mm, well, (laughs) I'll work towards consistency first. Yeah. I've, I've said, if this is really difficult for you to adhere to, do you think that choosing numbers that make it more difficult to adhere is going to be the right call? That's a great question. And the answer is always no, but it is true that we get wrapped up in the emotion because there's so much desperation tied to fat loss specifically, weight loss specifically. Yeah, absolutely. And when, when people start to go down that rabbit hole of like, I'm not seeing progress fast enough, I'm not seeing progress fast enough. One thing I really like to ask them is why do you need to go fast? Mm-hmm. Is there something coming up that you need to go fast for? Well, we'll know. Okay, so what's the rush? What's the rush? Occasionally, it's like, well, I have, you know, I'm getting married or I'm, I have this going on. And it's like, are you going to look at those pictures on your wedding day from your wedding day and be like, darn, I was X amount of pounds that day? If the answer is yes, that's what I'm going to look at, then you have far bigger problems than looking at that picture and being like, wow, that was a really great day. I can, on that note, I can tell you from firsthand experience as somebody who really wanted to jump into a deficit as soon as I got engaged, but didn't until the December before we got married in August. And I look completely different now. And I didn't lose a crap ton of weight for my wedding. Nobody gave a shit. I didn't give a shit. It was the best day, you know? And I have those pictures and I look beautiful and I look happy and my husband looks happy and everyone's happy. And it doesn't matter that I didn't get to some arbitrary goal by my wedding. And nobody really gives a fuck how much you weigh. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, nobody's going to look at a picture and be like, you know, she looks like she weighs this amount of weight. Like, nobody's going to do that. And if they do, like, fuck those people. Like, yeah. 
that those are just fucking lame people that you shouldn't be around. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but realistically, being able to make informed decisions for yourself, pausing, owning your actions, owning it, following through with things that you say you're going to do. That's mm-hmm. not about having external validation. That's about having internal validation. It's about knowing whether or not you are doing your shit that you say you're going to do and being able to be truthful with yourself and honest and like, you know what? I, I'm falling short in these areas. This is what I could clean up on. You shouldn't have to have a coach or a friend or an accountability buddy tell you that if you already know. Yeah. I want to go back to like giving your power away because that, like I said, that happens so often. And one of the times I see that the most, and I wonder if, if you do too, I think I know the answer, is well, my partner, well, my kids, well, my mom, well, X, Y, Z, they're not doing this with me. Oh, fuck yeah. So I can't. Or so it makes it harder, which I'm not going to fight, of course. It makes it harder if somebody in your house is not totally on the same thing as you are. Do you, what, do you come across that in your oh, fuck yeah. practice? People just completely, and this might sound harsh, but just completely giving their power away to somebody else without even questioning it, without even trying. I see it all the time. That one, I don't know. I, that one peeves me a little bit, to be perfectly honest, because you're a grown adult. Your partner's a grown adult. You can make your own decisions, you know? They're not helpless. If they don't want to eat what you're preparing, they can make something else. They can get something else. If your husband is a, I heard the term snack monster the other day and I like it. (laughs) If your husband is a snack monster, that's okay. You don't have to eat something every time he is, you know? I think that is one of the biggest ways people give away their own power when it comes to reaching their goals. Well, my, my partner has no motivation to work out, so it's just draining all of my motivation. That's a lame excuse. I'm sorry. I'm just going to call it as it is. Do you want it or not? And I hate that phrase because people twist it into doing all of these unsustainable things. You know, I hear that a lot in the fad dieting community, if it can be called a community, is, well, how bad do you want it? And I kind of hate it. But there is a little bit of truth to it. You know, do you want this or not? Do you want to make these changes? Do you want to start building a lifestyle that supports the outcomes you want? And honestly, when it comes to people who just do the things and get the results and make the changes and have a, you know, more confidence, better life, the other people around them start to see that. And then they start falling in stride because they see what can happen. But using that excuse as, well, my partner doesn't X, Y, Z, eh, that's not going to fly. <laughs> not with me. Yeah, I see it all the time, to be honest. I was that person for a long time. And what's interesting is that, you know, I'm a fitness coach, personal trainer, nutrition coach, and I live a particular lifestyle where I eat, you know, whole minimally processed foods. And my fiance he's completely different. We live very different lifestyles. I'm very active. He works a desk job. Like there's, we're pretty much polar opposites when it comes to like our lifestyles. So I can't rely on him to hold me accountable if he doesn't live a similar lifestyle. And even if he did, it's not his responsibility. 
Mm-hmm. The only person's responsibility it is to get you to your goal is you. I have a kid. I have a partner who lives a different lifestyle. And when you are using other people as a reason as to why you can't reach your goal, it doesn't affect those other people. It only affects you. It doesn't affect your coach. It doesn't affect your, you know, your spouse or your children. It only affects you. So when you give your power to those people, you're giving it to the wrong person. Like, why are you going to spend your energy giving it away to someone else when you should be using that energy to give it to yourself and actually do the things that you've committed to yourself? Mm-hmm. And it, I'm not saying that it's not fucking hard. Like, it is difficult being in a situation where you're trying to change your lifestyle and the others around you, you know, aren't necessarily supporting that with their actions. Like, environmental change is huge. Like, your environment has such an impact. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, that is huge. So if you do the grocery shopping in your house, buy groceries that are more geared towards your lifestyle. You know, if the kids want Cheez-Its, get Cheez-Its. Put it in a less visible line of sight. You know, put it higher up in the pantry so it's not the first thing that you see when you open. There are little tips and tricks that you can do to change things to where everybody wins. Mm -hmm. My favorite little tip and trick, I hate that, but (laughs) my favorite little hack, whatever, for snacky foods is get single serving bags. You know, they sell those big boxes of single serving bags. And if you want one, that is so easy to fit into your day. So easy. And you have to actively choose if you want to have more than one serving. Mm -hmm. You have to actively think, okay, you're, you're kind of forced into a pause. And pair that with putting them in a difficult to reach part of the pantry, out of sight, out of mind. You're buying yourself time to make those decisions. Decisions. <laughs> but I think, you know, you can do all those hacks and, and tips and tricks, but it comes down to is, is taking that time for yourself, you know, taking that pause, making yourself take that pause and make an informed decision. Yeah. And if you don't take the pause and you make a decision that does not align with the goals that you're trying to achieve, like you need to also take responsibility and ownership for that decision. You have to say, hey, you know what? I'm really not thrilled about the choice that I made today. Next time I'm going to make a better choice. Enough said. Don't have to beat yourself up. (laughs) Stop it there. (laughs) End of sentence. (laughs) You don't have to beat yourself up. Like, oh, shit. No, I had this. So I might as well, you know, let my day go to (laughs) shit. Like, You don't need to do that. It's, you know what? That was not necessarily the decision that I wanted to make. But moving forward, I can make the next best choice, you know, the next opportunity that I have. Mm -hmm. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. And I would also add, you know, to the conversation about, well, my partner specifically is not doing, you know, X, Y, Z. That, I think, warrants a conversation with said person you know, and not approaching it, not approaching it from the mentality of like, well, you don't do this and this and this, and I'm trying to do this and you're making it so hard because blah, blah, blah. No, you can say, you know, I'm trying to make some changes. I'm not asking you to do it with me, but at the very least, I don't think it would be too much to ask for your respect in my decisions. Um, So I'm going to be, you know, doing this and et cetera. I think, you know, it warrants that, you know, when I go into a a deficit, my husband knows, 
he knows that my temper might be a little shorter. <laughs> he also knows that I might say no thanks to going out to eat more than once a week. You know, I don't snack. I I hold myself accountable to these things that help me stay in a deficit. And he knows that. So he's not blindsided by it, first of all. And so it's easier for me to be consistent so that I'm not trying to be in a deficit forever. Those conversations need to happen. And if your partner, you know, doesn't respect your decision or is like vocally against your decision. Now, I'm very grateful that my partner, my husband, was vocally against some decisions I made way back when, when I was doing all this fad stuff. But when it comes to the more sustainable, maintainable changes, like, I think that's a different conversation. I agree. Just to say, like, communication with your partner about this stuff is important and it can help your consistency and it can help them too, you know, because they're not like feeling shut off by everything that you're trying to change. Yeah. Or even just other loved ones. Like if you, if mm-hmm. you're single, you know, other loved ones, just putting it out and saying, Hey, you know, I am trying to make these lifestyle changes and I would really appreciate respect, respecting my decision. So if I say no to going out to eat, or if I say, you know, if I, if I pass on certain things, just please don't take it personally. I just have goals that I'm trying to achieve. That's it. Mm-hmm. And you don't owe anybody an explanation. Right. Yeah. I think that's a skill too, you know, which I think can be a, a whole topic for another time is discerning who deserves an explanation of all the things and who you can just leave it at. You know, this is what I'm doing. Move on. Because I think we can really get into the weeds with like explaining to Susan at the office that like, whatever. And it's just, it's not worth the energy. No, not at all. But with your partner, I think it is worth the energy. Yeah, that's a pretty interpersonal relationship. So definitely (laughs) worth the energy, but also making sure that you're being tactful about certain things when you're explaining, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no room for shame for ourselves and there's no room for shame for anybody else. And you can't get anybody else to change if they don't want to. So if you want your partner to change and you're like, well, I'm doing this, so I want you to do it too. And we'll be accountability partners. Like, I'm going to tell you right now from firsthand experience, that doesn't work very well because a lot of times people end up comparing their progress to whoever they're trying to be accountability partners with. And then, you know, there's a whole bunch of emotional shit that happens. It doesn't really need to happen. Mm -hmm. I do think having an accountability partner who's on the same page, you know, with the same mindset of the sustainable maintainable as you, I think that can be super helpful. With the knowledge still that like if that person doesn't show up, who gives a shit? You do it anyway. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of where I was going with that. But you worded it much better. My brain isn't bringing it to me. (laughs) (laughs) And just one one more thing I want to add. Do not make your young children, your teenagers, your accountability partners. Oh, fuck no. Leave kids out of it. I experienced that. When I was younger, I see that every once in a while. Not too much, thankfully, because I think I would lose my marbles. But every once in a while, I see a post where somebody's like their teenager is their accountability partner. Mm -mm. And I, uh uh-uh, not a fan. Not a fan. Yeah, that's not, it's not your kid's job to make sure that you're Mm -hmm. doing your shit. It's actually your job to set an example and teach them how to be accountable to themselves and take ownership because, sorry, that really lights a fire in me because I was the like that happened to me, too. Mm -hmm. And the thing that is so important for people to understand is your children are always watching, regardless of how old they are. 
And when you force them into a situation that that's just fucking awkward. Hey, uh, mom, you said that you weren't that you wanted me to tell you not to eat cookies. Chances are you're going to be fucking emotional and say, well, I'm your mom. I do whatever the fuck I want. Like that's that's not your kids's job. Your job is to teach them nutrition and lifestyle habits, not them hold you accountable because you what have no self-control like that. That stuff is developed and self-control is a, is a form of accountability. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of uh, fad dieting accountability partner stories when I was a kid. Oh, boy. I'm going to tell them right now. Oh, boy. <laughs> I yeah. feel that. Yeah. Just don't. Okay. We'll leave it there. Well, we'll leave it there. Just don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for hanging out, everybody. Really appreciate your time. Really appreciate your kind words. Uh, we've both been getting some messages over the past couple weeks of listeners, which has really been great. It really has. And we really, I mean, I think I can speak for both of us when I say it really means the world to us because. This is something that we enjoy doing. We love meeting up mm -hmm. each week and we love sharing, you know, we, we love knowing that people are taking value from what we have to say. So thank you so much for, you know, reaching out, letting us know. And if you haven't, like, feel free. You're not bothering us at all. Nope, not at all. And if there's anything you want us to, to talk about, you know, please let us know. We are down to clown with anything you guys want to talk about pretty much. Yeah, we love Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, thanks for hanging with us, everybody. And we will talk to you same time, same place. We love you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Tater Talks, two bitches talk fitness. If you enjoyed the show, let us know by writing a review, subscribing wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find me, Iris, on Instagram at Iris Deadlifts. And you can find me, Brooke, on Instagram at Get You a Brooke. We'll talk to you soon. Nice. Nice. <laughs>